Welcome to the Self-Improvement Book Club with Rachel. Today's book is The Light We Carry by Michelle Obama. I picked this book because a client recommended it. They had just read it and said it was wonderful. I actually have not read her first book, so I started with this book. And I absolutely loved it. I loved the overarching messages in the different sections of the book. I actually very much align to her messages and her stories that she gave within the book were very engaging. It's about finding purpose and courage and wisdom from Michelle Obama. So here we go. We're going to review this awesome book. Michelle poses some questions for the reader. Are you feeling isolated in a society that's moving away from in-person connection? Or are you feeling anxious about the way the world is headed and powerless to help? I think that point of feeling powerless is what really weighs people down. Feeling like you can't change anything and the bigger system is like this big beast that's pinning us down and we can't do anything about it. And that feels debilitating. I know politics have gotten heated. People are more divided than ever today. So Michelle talks about how to use the inner voice within you to tackle the issues that matter to you most and how in an increasingly divided society you can form and nourish connections that are really important to you to help you get by and thrive. And one part of the book I love is that she doesn't think she has all the answers but she is talking about what she believes in her own life is living in an authentic, bold way. So she's not preachy in this book. It's more, these are my beliefs. These are my personal strategies. And take it for what it is. She also really talks about finding and kindling her light within. And we will talk about that light within you that you can carry and start to burn brighter as well. So let's talk about what it means not to be afraid to let your light shine and shine bright. This is one of the messages I love, that inside you is a light, a spark that's completely unique to you. Like you, my friend, have unique talents. You have different curiosities. You are like no one else on this planet Please acknowledge that and let your inner uniqueness come out. Love, love, love this message. I think in my own experience, I have noticed when I'm trying to fit into a crowd or mold myself to someone else's expectation, and it really dampens me and makes me not feel totally authentic like myself and This is kind of the message I'm getting from her is you can be yourself anywhere. You you can 
shine bright and not be afraid to succeed or go after what you want. So the next question she poses is what is stopping you from letting that light shine fully out? Okay, this may date me and age me, but I used to watch Care Bears as a kid and their their little bellies, their light would shine out. And this is kind of what I imagined when <laughs> uh, experiencing the light that shines out of you. Like, can you be that Care Bear and let your light shine? So Michelle says that obviously all of us humans experience fear. So she normalizes it. But fear stops us. And she talks about fear in many ways that the media outlets keep us afraid by putting on fear-mongering stories on the news that may keep your anxiety at a level that's not very manageable. So the media exploits your fear and we have other fears within us. Maybe fears to go outside our comfort zone and try something new or create connections with people and show your true self, be vulnerable. Lots of fears. So how do we deal with this? Michelle Obama tells a story in the book about when she was just four years old and she was in her Christmas church play. She was thrilled, excited, and then she saw this creepy-looking turtle on stage, and she was terrified of it because it just was scary to a little kid. And she, part of her didn't want to go on stage, but the other part of her was really excited to perform. So this was fear at an early age. She got told the turtle couldn't be moved from the stage, but she could still go on, perform, and twirl in her dress and walk through her fear, get on the other side. So being a brave little four-year-old, that's what she decided to do. Even though she had the fear, is to push past it and perform. In fact, she recalls even at that young age having this internal monologue that talked to her fear. So she uses that inner monologue to face fear in adulthood. She calls this her fearful mind. And when it starts talking, she talks back to it. When it tells her things like, you're not good enough, she asks it, why not? She challenges those thoughts. Now, in my experience as a therapist, I do have people challenge their thoughts. So I I love this technique. But I personally also like to look at fear like a scared child, like that four-year-old Michelle Obama described. And can we be compassionate to the fearful voice inside of us? Can we say, yes, fear, this is scary for you, but why am I doing it? Why am I going to push past my fear? What's on the other side? What is the good thing that's going to come out of this? And can I hold my fear compassionately while still doing what I want to do? And another tip that Michelle gives is asking, what am I 
actually afraid of here? So that can be a deep dive. Is it fear of rejection? Is it fear of failure? It could be fear of succeeding. Because sometimes when we succeed, other people don't like it. They want us to stay the same. And that could be the underlying fear. So I do believe you have to deep dive on where your fears lie and look at them. In addition, you can remind yourself all the times you have overcome fear in the past and pushed through done hard things. Because you have, my friend, you have done hard things. You have gotten through challenges, whether you were forced to or you decided to. So think back on those moments. In fact, keep a journal on those moments so that you know how strong you truly are. So the main point Michelle Obama makes is next time you hear your own fearful mind, listen to it. Listen to all the ways it encourages you to avoid change, to stay in your comfort zone, to keep your world small. Then ask it, why don't we try something that makes our world bigger for once and let your light shine. Another major point of this book is Michelle really believes in making strong connections and relying on friendships, which can help nourish her when times get tough. So really building up that support system is important. So if you're someone that is struggling with connection, you're definitely not alone. Again, this society is kind of moving away from in-person things after the pandemic. And we we all got a little scared and it, it is scary to go back and reconnect with the world. So again, that compassion for where you're at and how do you move towards the connection with others that is really nourishing to you. Because the bottom line is, loneliness and isolation can be overcome. And one reason Michelle Obama has such a strong connection of friends is that she works at her friendship with the same focus and energy she works at her career and her family. She admits it's super awkward to ask someone to hang out or spend time with you or grab a cup of coffee because we're all scared of being rejected And that's really a vulnerable thing to ask someone to hang out. You can navigate this awkward point by trying to focus on the person you'd like to connect with and acknowledge that it's an act of kindness and curiosity to say things like, I want to know you more. Remind yourself, wanting to know someone more, there's nothing awkward or shameful about that. And once we see the beautiful light in someone else, you help them burn brighter. At the same time, you start to let people see the light in you. Michelle Obama also cautions to not let the darkness dim your light. So what does she mean by that? Well, most of us remember her most famous quote, when they go low, we go high. And she wants us to remember to keep perspective and ignore petty attacks 
that would cause you to go low. But what if people are pushing our buttons and causing us to want to yell at them or act out? Are we still supposed to go high? Obama's answer is simple in this book. Yes. It might not feel like going high has worked out in your life. Or you may remember things that, okay, I went high here, but I didn't get the results I wanted. But she cautions that sometimes going high does not bring immediate results. And this is how she explains that she practiced, quote, going high. She pauses before she reacts. So if someone is invoking a very emotional response from you, this is what I do in my personal life. This is not in the book, but I first realize that I have come out of my calm state and I'm either really angry or I'm feeling withdrawn. So this is when you're feeling attacked. And then can you name your feelings or your emotions so that you can take a minute to process what is exactly going on? So even if you have to break out your feelings wheels, my friend, you can print them out. Just Google feeling wheels and recognize what feeling you're having. So if it's anger, what's underneath the anger? Give yourself a time out to process this. This is the pause. And then sit with it before you take action. So to move back to Michelle Obama's words, going high means following your best impulses. So building in that pause to think before you act, and that way you're not provoked in a negative way, can help you sort through those emotions. And this is especially when you're insulted or threatened. And it's okay to feel however you feel. It's just the pause of the action. Because when we're angry, we often say things that we don't exactly mean. And that pause just gives us clarity. She also acknowledges this may be harder for some people than others. And makes a distinction between responding, and merely reacting. She feels like a lot of us are content with reacting, even on social media, by hitting like or share. And she points out being active online isn't being an activist because they're two very different things. If you want to make a difference in your community and there's something you're passionate about that you want to be an activist for, that takes time and planning and each intentional action to go towards your values and what you believe in in the community will also help your light burn brighter. So these are all the key messages in her new book. Now, I didn't go into all her personal stories, so if you want to read about them, pick up the book and enjoy it. But I really wanted to focus more on the overarching message of the book that I think is a beautiful message. So I hope you enjoyed the Self-Improvement Book Club with Rachel. 
please feel free to rate this if you enjoyed this podcast. Or if you have a book suggestion or want to talk to me on this podcast about a book, you can go to my website in the description and contact us through there. Have a wonderful day. Happy reading.